This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Ruben. How good. are you? I'm good. Nice Saturday morning. It is. It's an early Saturday morning. Oh, it was I, very early this morning. Would, and you hop on your moped and... I do. I, I love watching you get out of your moped clothes <laughs> and into like your style and your styling stuff. I mean, I, every time I take off the helmet, I do try to channel my inner like Farrah Fawcett. You know, you just want to toss your hair around like, but, like someone's looking. I but don't know. Your hair comes out of the helmet and you look amazing. Still, I don't, I don't even know how you do. That's true. You, you said you lying to me. You said you look like Don King, but I I felt like you're really that's a great look the for you. The hair, the closer to God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's wisdom. Um, okay, a couple housekeeping issues. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we have about uh, 25,000 downloads, and I'm really excited about that. But we still only have like 25 reviews, and I think some of you out there listening are not writing reviews. We need we need that. I mean, I don't want to go full-on PBS fundraising drive but and hold this <laughs> hostage, but it would be great if you guys listening to this could just get on – get online and give us a you know some good stars or just write a little something of why you listen to this just a little starage just a little you know five starage action a little just a little love yeah. i think we need a little love from okay. that i mean the the listening is great but um you know we just, we're still looking at uh how to grow this and if you don't mind if you have a few extra minutes of your online uh interneting time it really does sound like a pbs fundraising drive now when I said the interneting time? Yeah, yeah. That did. was it. That's okay. what I sent it over. Good. Um, I also want to plug uh, Neo Modern, which I guess we're always plugging, but um, you know, it's not a photograph if you don't print it. So go go try it out, and um, I think it'll blow you away. Just seeing your stuff printed will probably blow you away. So anyway, I wanted to plug Neo Modern. We also have a contest over there, which we're now doing all the time, but unlike regular contests, you just. Uh, if you submit your picture, we will print your picture and send it to you. So you're actually getting a picture, but we're entering it into a contest where we show it in the windows at Neo Modern in the gallery. Cool. And, and um, the winner will be picked by Instagram votes and we'll frame it and put it in the gallery with Ansel Adams and all the other cool people. That's very exciting. So anyway, that's going on. Um, all right. So on to our show. Um, you know, Thomas... <laughs> Our guest today is uh, this guy. I, I've met him a few times, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess we have a mutual friend, Robert Scoble, who thought we should connect, and we did. Uh, and so I'd like to introduce you, Thomas Hawk. Thomas, Suzanne. Hey, Hi, Thomas. Hey, 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 Suzanne. Hey, hey, hey. hey Ruben. How are you guys doing? He's uh, got the extra haze. That's a lot of haze. <laughs> Thank you. That's four haze. <laughs> um, I have a quick question, though, Thomas. Yes. Is that... Is your name Thomas Hawk? Is that a nom well, de plume? Well, yeah, no, it is. I mean, I'm Thomas Hawk, but uh, I mean, it's not my legal name I was born with, but uh, yeah. Huh. I feel like you have an alter ego, sort of a Clark Kent somewhere who's not a photographer. Ah, if only it were that uh, that uh, interesting. No. <laughs> but you do have a day job that's not photography. Is that right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I work, uh, I work in the investment business during the day. I've been there for about 25 years and 
Um, you know, photography is my passion, though. It's what I spend my time and energy and, and creati- creative time on. How did you first get involved uh, or interested in photography? It started pretty early for me. When I was uh, maybe like seven or eight, I got a Kodak Instamatic. And I, you know, all the money I saved up, I would buy film and take pictures. And then when I was 15, I rode my bike across America. And my parents bought me my first SLR. Wait, when you were 15, you rode across America? Yeah, from Oregon to Delaware. So... Uh, my parents got me a, uh, a, uh, a an old Sigma SLR, and I uh, I shot uh, Kodachrome slide film uh, across America and took a bunch of pictures, and that was kind of my first sort of foray into into probably what I would say more thoughtful, considered photography. And why, why did you know why uh, didn't you go be a professional photographer? It seemed like you were kind of groomed for it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that but uh you know really um i didn't really have much plans uh you know until i went to college and then uh you know all through high school and college though i always had access to a dark room and 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 did my own printing and um as much as i enjoyed it um you know i don't think i ever wanted it to be the way that i make my livelihood i mean i felt like like for me it was about something about creating art and about um uh, having it sort of in a way, I mean, I, I, I mean, not that, not that you can't be a professional photographer and have your art be, you know, sort of pure and unadulterated. And, um, but you know, for me, I liked having just complete and total freedom not to think about uh, money in any way, shape or form as it relates to my photography. So I, I, I totally get that. I mean, I felt like I, like I love fashion, I love design, but I was really hesitant to go into like fashion as a career or even initially even into design because I loved it so much. And I thought maybe that's my misunderstanding of what I thought a career was when I was little. <laughs> you don't, don't do that. You'll end up hating it. But I, I love it. Yeah, I was also advised not to go into photography, yeah. but my parents sort of, I mean, they didn't say don't do it, but I think they encouraged me to do like have a life and to keep it as a hobby, do it because you love it and not because it's your work. The love of the amateur. Yeah. So that's good, Thomas. So so you started taking pictures and you and you ended up in banking or investment banking or finance or something, and you continued taking pictures all along. Did, did, did was Yeah. There, was there ever a change in that? I mean, did something happen or, um, or is that just what, what your trajectory has been? Yeah. I mean, I think the big change for me was, um, I mean, I always had a, a film camera and I took, uh, mostly black and white pictures, uh, film stuff, you know, up until, uh, probably the early two thousands when kind of digital came along. And uh, that was a big change for me because, you know, I got, I mean, the very, very first digital cameras, I got one of the very first ones, I think, in had to be maybe 1998, the Sony Mavica, which you'd actually literally put floppy disks into the side. Yeah, I had one. Uh, (laughs) What a crappy little picture that thing made. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty terrible. But, you know, then I got one of the first little Fuji point and shoots and, you know, but eventually I ended up, uh, you know, with the Canon 10D and then 5D and on. But I think once kind of, I started to see what I could do um, with with digital, with a real digital SLR, even kind of in the early um, early inning, so to speak. And like, um, you know, I don't know what year that would be, but 2005, 2006. 
Um, I think for, for me, that opened up a different style and a different way of shooting. And all of a sudden, all of the expense associated with film uh, kind of went away. And you kind of had this, you know, unlimited film and, and opportunity. And um, and then with, the, with Lightroom, with Adobe, um, you know, it really felt like that the tools there were you know, getting every good, every bit as good and better than, you know, what I was able to do back in the day in the darkroom. And so for me, that was kind of that, that really kind of uh, really pushed me even, even further. And, um, you know, I just went with it. And so now I've, I've shot literally millions and millions of frames and um, I shoot constantly and I'm trying to document America in, in the most, um, complete way that it's ever been done and um and, and yeah so i think digital was the big turning point interesting what do you uh, would if you had to pick like what kind of subjects what do you photograph what's worth photographing well, you know yeah yeah i mean everything really <laughs> i mean uh I, I kind of believe that you know you know as they say you know everything is photographable uh i i i, I that? find that <laughs> i find that um you know, people have talked to me before and they're like, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I've already shot everything in my town and there's nothing left to shoot. And, you know, I kind of have this idea that, you know, even if somebody was in, you know, a, a jail cell, assuming that they had a macro lens, I guess, uh, you know, they, 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 they could go on forever. I mean, I just think that there's so many things to shoot. I subject matter wise, I mean, my broadly speaking, I'm trying to document America. So what does that mean? I mean, certainly the people of America, the events of America, um, you know, the architecture of America, the food of America, um, you know, every, you know, all 50 states, the 100 largest American cities, the the road, you know, Route 66. Uh, you know, I do focus a lot on some things like old neon signs. I mean, a lot of that stuff's going away and I kind of want to try to get it before it goes away. You know, street art, stuff that tends to be temporary and transitory. Uh, but, you know, everything. I mean, I shoot. I mean, there's nothing really. I mean, I've shot sports, I've shot fashion, I've shot, you know, animals. How do you I've organize shot... your photos? <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a, a mammoth undertaking. Um, how, how do you kind of keep track of everything that you're recording? Yeah, no, that's that's a really important question. Um, uh, I mean, I, I keyword everything very heavily. Wow. And so I use Lightroom to, to keyword. So, you know, I'm trying to photograph every painting in America at every museum in America. And so, you know, every painting gets a a name of, uh, of, of, of the painter and the title of the work. And that goes in the keywords and as well as the museum where it was at and the city it was taken and, uh, the boat and the beach that are in the picture. And so I, I keyword everything very heavily and, um, and, uh, I'm using Flickr as my primary archive. Mm -hmm. And so everything ends up going to Flickr right now. I've got, I want to say about 160,000 photographs up there and I've got maybe another, couple hundred thousand that are that are, I pick from randomly every day that, that more that go up and and so I can also search on Flickr there those keywords automatically get uploaded as tags to Flickr wait so I, 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 I want to back up for a second you're taking yeah. pictures of this art in museums around the country you said every yeah. painting that's a really fundamentally different kind of photographic project than documenting America and I'm wondering how you I mean it's one thing to see how people interact with them or the space, but are you literally just taking a picture of the picture? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, that's just one, like, like I have little side tangents that I go off on and, you know, whether it's photographs of mannequins or street art or neon signs or, but paintings just, you know, I tend to be a little bit OCD ish kind of, I mean, not clinically, but maybe you know, just clinically, the way that I, maybe, clinically. Yeah, maybe, but you know, I just, I just decided that, you know, I want to photograph, you know, every painting and, you know, uh, so I'll go to a museum and I'll shoot you know, assuming they allow photography and I'll, I'll photograph every painting that's, that's on the floor in the museum. And I might go back in a couple of years cause the, the permanent collection changes and different shows come in. And do you take um, just one shot? Is it, do you, do you look at the painting, you take one picture, frame it, and then you move on to the next one? Or is this, uh, you're taking a couple shots to get it right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually when I'm shooting paintings, I'll take a couple of shots and then I'll, of course I'll shoot the plate that's next to it. That gives the information on the painting. Um, so I can keyword and stuff later, but it feels um, like a database project kind of, um, I mean, I, I photographed all the photos in our collection because I needed uh-huh. to organize them, but I wasn't trying to capture anything. I wouldn't really show my pictures of pictures. I was just wanted to have a record that they existed in some way, what they look like. I don't know. That feels different from the other stuff I've seen you do. It's a funny side project. Uh, maybe we yeah. don't need to go down that road. But. Yeah, yeah, it, it is very different than what I do on the other stuff. I mean, uh, longer term, the kind of the idea behind it is that if I can put all these photographs on Flickr of paintings and then I can organize them by by artists. So, for instance, let's just say, you know, Vincent Van Gogh. And and so here are some paintings I took of Vincent Van Gogh at the Met. And here are some paintings I took at MoMA. And here are some paintings, you know, that I took at the National Gallery in D.C. And 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 kind of collect them all together, you know, and then have this sort of collection, almost like its own show of that artist's, but online, kind of a virtual um, show in a way that that kind of cobbles all their work from every museum that exists. And you know, and, and if I can get private paintings as well uh, to include, I'll do that. I, I'm not a legal scholar, but I'm I would check carefully into the copyright issues of showing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it, it is. Um, of course, a lot of the uh, paintings are in the public domain at this mm. point, so they're beyond beyond copyright. But All I right. do, you know, I, I've collected every artist that I photographed uh, on Flickr, and it's in a in a section. And I do I do put on there that it's strictly non commercial. It's strictly for the love of it. I'm I'm not trying to make any money off this. And and if an artist for whatever reason didn't want their work uh, represented that way, I'd be happy to take it down. So. If somebody somebody had an issue with it, but, you know, I'm not making any money off of it and it's not something that um, but if somebody did have an issue and, and there are are all, you know, images that are freely allowed to be taken photos of in museums. So. Hmm. Um, so what's your other. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. I was actually going to say, you, what like, else do you take pictures of? Well, you have this project you've been <laughs> shooting. I don't, did you say you're shooting a million pictures? Uh, well, I'm trying to publish a million photographs before I die. So, but, but not just, I mean, anybody can, you know, take a million pictures. I mean, I've taken millions already, but you know, these are kind of processed photos that I'm happy with that I've uh, thoughtfully put together and, and and that represent part of my body of work. And so I'd like to publish them. That means they go onto Flickr. Yeah, that's right. They go onto Flickr. A million pictures. Have you done the math? Like when, when are you going to finish that? He said he's at 160,000. Yeah, I've got about 160,000 on Flickr now, but I've got, again, another couple hundred thousand that are done. They're just mm-hmm. kind of sitting in a to-be-uploaded to folder. So you might say I'm a little over a third of the way. And, you know, I'm, um, I'm 
you know, 51. And so assuming I can live to, you know, whatever age I live to, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping to make it to 100. But I mean, I should be there well ahead of time. I mean, I should be. And, and also right now, you know, I've got a full time day job and that takes up time. And I've got four kids, four teenagers at home and that takes up time. And yeah. so I think as, as I get older, as someday, you know, I'll be able to retire and just do this, you know, just around the clock, 20, you know, 18 hours a day or whatever. What and, do your kids think of this? Um, you know, I mean, I think they know that I love photography and, and, uh, I mean, they're, I, I think they're tired of having their photos taken sometimes because I shoot them <laughs> quite a bit too. But, um, but they're good. They're, you know, I think they're, um, you know, they, they roll with it. I mean, they don't necessarily like it. You know, a lot of times when we go on trips, we're driving somewhere. And of course I want to stop every, you know, couple of miles and shoot this or that. And they don't like that. But, uh, David Burnett but talked about that though. Exactly. Yeah. Why can't we just go? <laughs> please, please yeah. don't stop. Please don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, from my perspective, I mean, when, am, you know, when am I going to be in, uh, you know, Asheville, North Carolina to shoot that neon sign again, you know, it may not be for True. a long time. What makes a good photo for you? You said that, you know, you want to kind of, you retouch it, you, you think about it, you're happy with it. What makes you happy with a photo? Yeah, I think um, a lot of things. I mean, I think a, a unique subject matter, I think a composition, I think um, lighting, I mean, light more than anything. I mean, light is magical and, you know, what light can do to a subject and whether it's a portrait or, uh, you know, a building or, or street or, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, for me, it's just, um, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it comes down to just a lot of the basics, you know, the fundamental composition, stuff like that. Do you um, do you shoot with your iPhone ever, or do you really rely on your SLR? Um, you know, uh, the vast majority is my SLR, but I have started shooting with my iPhone a little bit, and um, I will take some photos with my iPhone. Um, you know, I've kind of mixed feelings about that. It, it, it certainly the quality of the photo is not as good as what I'm taking with my, you know, my Canon 5D Mark IV, but um, but sometimes, you know, if there's a there's a piece of graffiti or street art, and I just happen not to have my DSLR in my hand at that second. And, but most of my, most of my photography is pretty, pretty thought out and thoughtful. A lot of it's on trips. And so obviously if I'm, you know, I just finished driving from uh, Nashville to Atlanta and uh, shot Eastern Tennessee and Georgia. And I'm next month, I'm going down to driving from Orlando to Key West and going to shoot some stuff down in Florida. You know, I drove from uh, Atlanta, Atlanta to Dallas and shot the South or, Hey, like I say, Route 66 or Thomas, whatever. Do, so that, do you think that there's too much emphasis placed on like image quality on those attributes like resolution and sharpness and stuff like that? Is that overemphasized or do you think it's appropriate? Um, <clears throat> you know, I think it just depends on the photographer and, and what they're making. I mean, I've seen stuff that's completely abstract and completely out of focus that's just gorgeous and beautiful. And... Um, I think really it depends on the artist. It depends on the photographer. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, I was down at uh, Pier 24 a couple of years back looking at some Eggleston's mm -hmm. and realizing, realizing, you know, how sort of soft the focus was actually on some of them. And, I, you know, you didn't, yeah. didn't really pick that up. And, I, f I find and, that when I look at famous, like you go to a museum or you look, you know, in my collection or something and you see these pictures that are, pretty iconic and when you really look at them you realize 
wow, they're like often grainy or soft or many of the technical attributes that so many amateur photographers are striving for of making sure it's sharp and the color saturations are solid and the composition's kind of formal. And then you look at these amazing pictures and you realize, no, they're just pictures. <laughs> they, they really that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think, I think that's the case. And I think that, um, so, you know, sometimes you can make a technically perfect shot, but I do think people get a little bit too focused on that. And, you know, with the pixel peeping and the, you know, the guy out at dawn with his tripod and, you know, his long exposure and it just has to be absolutely perfect. And I mean, I, I love the snapshot aesthetic, you know, I love just, um, you know, uh, you know, I collect postcards as well. And, and, uh, you know, I love, I love sort of that sort of, and maybe less than professional aesthetic. Um, so no, I think, I think a photograph can be anything that, that somebody is proud of and creates and it's, it's, it's thoughtful and, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, technically perfect. What is the photograph that you've taken in the last month that you are most proud of? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I get that question. I get or your favorite photograph a lot. I get those, those sorts of questions a lot. And it's, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a favorite. I really don't. I but mean, it's something uh, you've taken in the last week or something in the last, that's why I'm trying to give you a time frame because yeah. obviously it's hard to go back through a million photos. <laughs> right. I mean, I can, I can, I can talk about, you know, good, good experiences with a photograph and something that I thought was, was interesting. Um, but I don't know that I would ever say a favorite. I mean, I was in, like I said, I was in North Carolina and, I kind of stumbled upon it wasn't even on my map this this giant i mean had to be like a 50 foot neon indian like warrior <laughs> at some motel that was like dead neon i mean all the, all the glass was broken and it was just this sort of amazing looking piece of art this giant towering image and it was kind of off the beaten path at this abandoned motel wow. and uh, so you know that that's a memorable um I was that was um, I don't know it was probably two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Hmm. So you can see like all the broken tubes. You, the yeah, there's um, yeah. so many photos, uh, especially today, and particularly because of Instagram, have to sort of immediately hit. Like you look at it and it's like boom, I love it. Uh, yeah. Do you have pictures that you've taken that did? didn't immediately work that really had to grow on you over time is that a i mean uh, that's a that I mean, have become favorites you know that just somehow they don't have that instant gratification but a longer term kind of satisfaction from them you know what you I'm know saying? i think i yeah, I do know what you're saying. Um, I and I and I certainly know what you're talking about with sort of that Instagram aesthetic. I mean, I could, I could throw a photo up there that has uh, just the right uh, silhouette and reflections and mirroring and and uh, light and 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 it can do really well uh, on Instagram and, and people like it and it pops and they kind of immediately are drawn to it. A little bit of eye candy. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I like all my photos. I mean, if I'm going to choose to finish it, if I'm going to choose to say this photo gets to live in the in the collection, um, you know, I pretty much like it from the beginning. And even if nobody else likes it, you know, I may look at <laughs> pe pe people may hate it and say that's a stupid picture. And um, but, you know, I, I, I tend to like it. And so um, from the beginning, I mean, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't select it. I wouldn't I wouldn't process it. I wouldn't include it in the collection. Could you describe your photography style in one word? Um, maybe, maybe, 
I don't know, beat photography, you know, frenetic. I don't know. Frenetic. That's interesting. Do you feel like you captured that energy that's out there in a, in your stills? Oh, I do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it. I mean, I hope I do. I mean, I feel like I do a lot of times, you know, it just depends on what I'm shooting. If I'm shooting paintings, no, but if I'm shooting, <laughs> you know, if I'm shooting, uh, you know, street stuff, sure. You know, if I'm shooting, um, it just depends on what I'm shooting, but, but yeah, I mean, I tend to, I tend to just kind of get in this, this frame of mind, this mode and whether I'm driving and, you know, I do a, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but, you know, I do a lot of photography driving, you know, just shooting out the window and bam, 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 bam. And Yeah, don't say um, that. That uh, <laughs> Do not yeah. try this at home, kids. Right, know. right, right. No, I've gotten actually very good at it over the years, but, uh, but I've had gone on trips with people and it kind of drives them crazy. They're like, watch the road. You I know, know. Uh, I, I, I had a similar uh, – I drive up and down Highway 1 back and forth between yeah. Santa Cruz and San Francisco and I have a series of pictures, which I just, I call the whole portfolio, uh, dangerous driving. Right. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like, I'm not proud of any yeah. of these, but like some right. of the pictures are right. really cool. Yeah. Do you, have yeah. Any photographs, like do you have any photographs hanging on your walls at home? Um, yes. Yes, I do. I have um, um, a couple of prints. Uh, I have an Epson 9800, uh, which can print up to like 44 inches, I think. Um and so I have some prints that I've made. Um, I, I'd like to have more, uh, but, um, you know, my wife's style and my style is a little bit different. And so, you know, she kind of lets me have the attic in the basement and she has the other two <laughs> levels of the house. <laughs> so I've got, you know, I've got a large uh, square print up that I made of, um, of uh, the Sunland Motel at dusk it, is which that? is it, it, it's in um phoenix arizona it's okay. uh it's a, a motel sign that i think since has come down but it's kind of this great giant sun and it says sunland motel and there's a sunset behind it and it's just this gorgeous um gorgeous old old motel and um uh so you know so i got one of those i've got a macro that i made of a flower that's that's printed large i've got uh, sort of an out of focus uh, photograph that i took of my wife uh, kind of in soft form and um you know sort of a black silhouette against a red background that i took at um at a nightclub in las vegas um when did you basement. take the photo of her um maybe 12 years ago or so oh cool mm. Yeah. Do you have like a, a good cr chronology of your family? Like, do you have a, maybe not, um, I, I don't know. I mean, just they're there all the time and you, yeah. it's like almost the best opportunity for a real documentary kind of oh, long-term project. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely take tons and tons of pictures of the family, of my wife and my kids, of the extended family, you know, whenever I can, I've got a camera. And so, I do, you know, my wife does like those photos probably more than my, my, my other stuff. And so I do put those on the, in the kitchen computer. They run in, in, in a sort of slideshow. And so she sees them all the time. But yeah, from the, from the time the kids were born until, you know, my oldest just graduated from high school and I took a bunch of portraits of him then. And so, yeah, but the family's included. And, and some, sometimes those kind of make um, sort of a, more of an artistic photograph and are part of my body of work. I took some beautiful photos of my daughter, Holly, and, and uh, her cousin kind of at sunset at Mountain View Cemetery, and they're kind of standing atop this tomb and in and, and silhouette uh, at sunset, and I really like those. And so sometimes I'll, I'll do stuff like that, and certainly my wife is, is, is models when she puts up with it. And, um, 
you know, so yeah, I mean, I've taken tons and tons of photos of them, but then not just also a lot of, you know, snapshots of the birth of my child or, you know, graduation or something like that. Do you have any advice for um, people that are just sort of starting off in photography? You've obviously been shooting for more than your more than half your life or most of your life. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, anything that you would give people advice that are maybe just starting with even their iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess my number one piece of advice to people is um, in a way uh, 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 do what feels right for you and don't listen to other people. I think I think too often people will will want to tell someone, um, oh well, this isn't the right way to do this or this. You know, you need to have your composition, your rule of thirds, and you need to do this and you need to do that. And I get helpful advice certainly, and somebody learning how to uh, operate their camera and you know, okay, well, this is in manual mode, and what does aperture do, and um, things like that. I get certainly get that, and that's very useful. But I think when it comes down to sort of uh, criticism of art, um, I'm not a big believer in criticism of photography and i think sometimes people early on um they'll, they might might put too much stock in what other people think about their work and i think you know you do what feels right for you and don't worry about other people don't let that be any sort of in any way sort of demoralizing to what you're doing so you'd say there's no bad photographs in that sense um well i mean it's it's hard to say there's no bad photographs if my camera goes off and it it takes a picture of my shoe accidentally that I don't ever process. Is that a bad photograph? I mean, uh, probably, I mean, I suppose I, you know, I think there are probably bad photographs. Sure. But you know, I think by and large, I mean, if somebody puts time into it and they put thought into it and consideration into it, um, yeah, I, I kind of don't think there is a bad photograph. And, and I think if it means something to that person, that's the most important thing of all. I find, don't you think I've had this interesting experience where I go back, you know, I, I use Lightroom religiously and I star mm -hmm. things in various ways. I have my own rating systems to go back and look at pictures that I had rejected in a different time or juxtaposed with other types of pictures. And I, you see things in a new way, like even things that I rejected as bad photos I could go back and look at it. And in certain contexts, they're my favorite pictures of something. They're the most unusual, the most emotional some, some, sometimes, or when juxtaposed with something else. So it's like, it's a never ending process the, you take these million pictures, but I, I, you know, some people use photography to live in the present, you know, to, to just document what's going on. But when you go back, you revisit your life, you revisit these experiences and your photography and I really think it, like that's almost an unspoken part of the of being a photographer is that kind of revisiting and reevaluating. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think absolutely. I think that uh, and I think that's also a good reason why I tell people, you know, don't delete your photos. I mean, I hear a lot of people, oh, I'm running out of space in my hard drive. I'm going to delete all these old ones that I didn't like. Ah. Don't do that. Don't do that because you're absolutely right. I mean, I'll look at some photo and also I think photos age, I mean, photos age. And I think some of the best, most interesting photographs, I mean, a lot of the reason why, you know, we go back and we look at some of the work from, you know, you know, you know, Stephen Shore, or some of this work from the seventies and, and there's it, a nostalgia there. And so I think, I think a photo can be a very different photo when you take it today and what it kind of just like a wine can age and mature and get better with time. So can a photograph and, 
Um, I, I think that you don't delete anything. And I think that, yes, absolutely. Go back, revisit your work. I do. I'll go back and I'll look at, at old photographs and I'll figure out a new way, to, a new take on something and things that I flagged as a reject. Um, I'll go back and look at those and I may say, you know what, I, I think there's something I can do with this now. Or I may just go back and be, oh, wow, that was, you know, I remember Clown Alley in San Francisco. Wow, it's so weird that it's gone now. And all of a sudden that's a more interesting photograph to me. Right, right. When things move on. Uh, it's also nice to uh, sometimes look at it with someone else's eyes. Like I'll look at pictures with a friend or, or my kids and I see it in a way I didn't when I was just kind of reviewing them myself. So there's all kinds oh, of yeah. ways to process your old stuff. Um, yeah, all of that. And all I'm gonna, of that's photography. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that my entire life. I mean, right now I'm really I've, I'm in a backlog with my work. Um, I've got about five years of my work that I haven't even looked at. So I'm working on, oh. uh, I guess like I think I'm working on September 2014 right now. Oh my so I'm, god! I, 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 yeah, I'm working on. I went to Washington D.C. and shot all these great photographs there, and I'm uh, processing those this weekend. So I mean, I, I do when I take a trip, I try to process one day of a trip right away. But then the rest kind of goes in the can. And uh, but I do like the idea of going back and every now and again going back to a day that was completed that I processed and kind of revisiting my rejects or even the photos that I made and seeing is there a different way to process this? Is there a different way to crop this? Is there a different mm. way to to to, to 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 make this into a photograph? Yeah. yeah do you, you have said... nightmares about how much fo- <laughs> how many photos you have? <laughs> like they swallow uh, you up. You <laughs> don't. Uh, you know I do have nightmares. Nightmares, I do, but you know what? The it, unfortunately, it's not about photos swallowing me up, but I do have nightmares about uh, my camera gear being stolen all the time. Oh, oh I hate that one. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll set my bag down, or or I'll be trying to take a picture, and and I and I don't have the lens that I need, and it's gone, and someone stole it, and and yeah, uh, oh, I hate that. You I have help, that nightmare man. all the time. You need, yeah, you need I know. Some professional help. Wait, you said that you were describing some of the pictures on your walls that you took that you particularly yeah. uh, enjoy. Do you have any pictures on your walls that you didn't take, like other photographers' work that are literally on your um, wall? Um, I don't. No, no. Okay. And and I sh- I should also say, I mean, I probably should. You know, I mean, I love photographs. I just don't have a lot of space. I mean, I only have, I guess, the attic in the basement, right? And the attic's really not, doesn't really have, like, walls. It's more kind of a sloped ceiling thing, the skylights. And so, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I do have, I have a painting. I have uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, painted one of my photographs, and um, it's mm. a beautiful oil painting. Um, and, I, and so I have that hung up, so that's, you know, not my work, but it kind of is. It's a... A, a, a New York um, sort of street scene with a taxi on Fifth Avenue, and um, oh. so he, he did an oil painting of that. So I have that up. Um, you know, it's, but everything it, uh, everything else is mine. It, it's funny, you know. My as I've often said, my family's collected photographs, but my father, who is you know the progenitor of this collection, if you go into his office uh, when he was when he was alive, he had paintings up, and it always surprised me that he liked paintings, even though he's such a big sort of photo collector yeah i don't know i don't know what to make of that no well your collection your your collection is just simply is a is incredible i mean and 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 the fact that you get to look after such an amazing collection of images is uh, i mean i do i absolutely love photography if i had more room i would have more photographs of other people up and i do love um you know obviously i love going to galleries and i love going to museums and i love uh, you know i love re-photographing photographs so which is you know along with paintings, which is 
problematic maybe as well, but yeah. All right. Well, Thomas, this has been wonderful to chat. It's like I'm looking forward to seeing all million of your pictures sometime, <laughs> someday, when you're like old and will show up at the Museum of Modern Art and they'll, they'll all be up or something, right? Right. You'll be there for my 100th, my 100th birthday, right? When we oh, show yeah, them all. totally. Because we're going to live to 170, you know, the rate right, we're going. Right, right. And exactly. Anyway, thanks for joining us. I Hopefully uh, we'll see you at Neo Modern or on a photo walk one of these days. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is a wonderful catching up. It's been too long. So. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We're going to wrap you, up our Thomas. show. What? <laughs> I said, yes. Thank All you, right. Thomas. It's been lovely chatting. Yes. All right. And lovely, Let- lovely meeting you as well. Let's wrap up. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomoderns.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. And as Ruben mentioned, please leave reviews and ratings. Um, We're really looking forward to having a few more on the docket. And don't forget to subscribe. Uh, And, of course, we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. So if you know someone who might get something from us, please send them a link. Thank you to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music, Thomas for joining us today, and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and I hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.